Welcome to the official podcast of Apostolic Lighthouse. We'd like to thank you for listening today. We pray this message blesses you and encourages you to see that God is working in your life. Enjoy the message. Amen. Well, let's uh, turn in our Bibles to 1 Samuel chapter number 17. 1 Samuel chapter 17, verse 29. And David said, What have I now done? Is there not a cause? And he turned from him toward another and spake after the same manner. And the people answered him again after the former manner. And when the words were heard which David spake, they rehearsed them before Saul. And he sent for him. And David said to Saul, Let no man's heart fail because of him. Thy servant will go and fight with this Philistine. Amen. And I want to preach on the subject, I will fight the giant. God bless you. You may be seated. I will fight the giant. You know, giants are mentioned in the, in the Bible as early as Genesis chapter 6. And then we see when Moses and the, and the Israel was in the wilderness after they'd come out of Egypt. Amen. They weren't in there for just a couple, three years. Uh, and, uh, and Moses said, I want t- uh, one spy, one person representing each of the 12 tribes, amen, to go spy out the, the promised land that God promised to Abraham and, get, and bring us back a report. And they went and spied it out, to, amen, and they saw giants. They saw the sons of Anak, which were known as the Anakims. They saw uh, giants there, Numbers 13:33, And there we saw the giants, the sons of Anak, which come of the giants. And we were in our own sight as grasshoppers, and so we were in their sight. And then, of course, the most uh, famous giant of all is Goliath. And that's the one that's in our, our text story today. Amen. Giants were always the bad guys in the Bible. You read the Bible, you're not going to find a good giant in there. Amen. They were always the bad guys. They were the ones always standing in the way of God's will and God's promises. Amen. Blocking God's people. Amen. Trying to block them anyway. Giants are bullies. They love to intimidate and strike fear in people's hearts. They are used to people giving in. They're used to people backing down. They're used to people running away from them. Amen. And they're usually bigger and stronger than the average person. Amen. They thrive on seeing people squirm and sweat and tremble in their presence. You really can't appease a giant. You really can't befriend a giant. And you definitely can't ignore a giant and hope he will leave you alone. Amen. The only way to get rid of a giant in your life is to face him, fight him, and defeat him. Amen. So let me set the scene of our text passage. We have uh, the nation of uh, the army of Israel. Amen. King Saul is the, uh, the general of the armies. Amen. And then you have the army of the Philistines. They're both on opposite hills. In between the armies is a, is a big valley. Amen. And so they, they came and they faced each other. Amen. And so one man from the Philistines, Goliath, who is their best champion, their best warrior, 
comes out what, the first morning, amen, after these armies had assembled. And he said, hey, let me just make it easy for everybody. We don't have to have a big old war and everybody dies. Amen. I will represent the Philistine army. You guys send one, your best guy out here to represent the, is, the army of Israel. We will fight. Whoever wins the fight wins. And that, that, that country will be in submission to the other country. And so that Philistine came out, and nobody on the nation of Israel's side, amen, took him up on it. And he left, and then right before sundown, he came out again, and he made the same proclamation. And did you know that he came out morning and right at the, before sundown, 40 days straight, and nobody took him up on it? Amen. And then we find... That David, who was a 17-year-old boy at the time, he, he was, he, he was a uh, keeper of his father's sheep. Amen. When it came time to anoint David king uh, of Israel and in advance, you know, uh, Jesse, David's dad, had seven sons. When it came time to, for Samuel to come to his house, and this was, uh, this was at another time, Amen. But he, they came to his house that uh, he, he only, Jesse, his, uh, the dad, only called his oldest six sons and, and left, left uh, David out in the, with the sheep. That's how kind of like, hey, you know, we don't need you here. You know, this is a special thing. The prophets are here. And obviously it's, he's going to do something with the six brothers. But, he, uh, but it wasn't. Amen. That's what that's kind of what the thing was. David was just like, all right, hey, you're the youngest. You just take care of the sheep. We got some important business or whatever. And, and so here here uh, David was taking care of the sheep and and his three oldest brothers were soldiers in the army. They were there. Amen. Watching this whole thing for these 40 days. Well, Jesse, the dad said, you know what? I haven't heard much news from the from the the, uh, the war front. And so he called David and he said, hey, stop watching the sheep. I, I want you to take this food and I want you to go and go to the war front. Give this food and this, these provisions to your brothers and, and, and find out what's going on. Tell me the news and then bring it back to me. So David, he shows up at the war. Amen. Right about the time that the Goliath's coming out. He thinks it's the first time Goliath came out. He doesn't realize it's been 40 days. So he gets there, and a few minutes later, Goliath comes out and makes his proclamation. And boy, he's, man, that's great. Maybe my oldest brother, Eliab, will go take him up on it. Yeah, boy, I, I, I really, he's my hero, my oldest brother. Amen. Or I know some other guys in the army. Man, they're mighty men of valor. Surely one of them will go out. Amen. And he, David said, man, I got here at the right time. He got his popcorn and his Pepsi and his little lawn chair, and he's ready to see. He's ready to watch. Watch it. Amen. But much to his chagrin, he sees, amen, not, not somebody going out to meet him. He sees his brothers and everybody else are hiding behind the rocks, shaking in their boots. There's knee, knees knocking together. And David said, I can't believe this. Amen. Praise God. But he saw this Philistine come out named Goliath. He was the champion. Amen. Now, Goliath was a staggering nine foot, nine inches tall. That, that blows away in, the tallest person that's ever played in the NBA by a, 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 at least a foot and a half, two feet. Amen. Nine foot, 
Nine inches. The Bible doesn't say how much he weighs, but I'm telling you, he was a solid guy. His armor alone weighed 125 pounds, just his armor. Amen. He had a spear, and the handle of his spear, amen, the Bible said was as thick as a weaver's beam. Amen. And that is two and a half inches in diameter approximately. Now, a standard shovel handle, that's a pretty big piece of wood. A standard shovel handle is an inch and a half. So add another inch to a shovel handle, amen, make it about seven feet long, that's about this big, and now put a 15-pound spearhead on the end, and then you try to throw that. So go, go home and get a 15-pound dumbbell, strap it to a big old piece of, of wood, amen, and see how far you can throw that. It's going to go... Amen. That's how big this guy was. That's what he just used to throw. He probably could have thrown it 100 yards like a javelin in the Olympics or whatever. Amen. So Goliath was a very formidable uh, enemy. Amen. And when Goliath came out the first time and the second time, and he came out twice a day for 40 days, and when he came out the 80th time, it, the same thing happened to Saul and the army of Israel. The first Samuel 17, 11, When Saul and all Israel heard those words of this Philistine, they were dismayed and greatly afraid. This was the God's army. This was God's people's army. Amen. Praise God. There were many valiant soldiers in the army of Israel, but nobody budged. Nobody took the giant up. Amen. And King Saul, who was actually, the Bible said, head and shoulders above. He was of the tribe of Benjamin, and he was a very tall and, and a very strapping man himself when he became the first king of Israel. Amen. Uh, he should have trusted God and gone himself to face the giant, to be an example to his soldiers. But he was afraid also. You know, and King Saul was not always afraid in battle. In fact, his very first battle, you can read about it. Amen. He, 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 uh, he was a very different king when it came to that. He was completely different. He had a closer walk with God. Amen. And God filled him with the Spirit of God and guided him. And they had a great victory against the enemy. But something was lost between then and now. And it got to the place where King Saul tried to even give a huge, almost like a bribe, a huge incentive to any soldier that would challenge Goliath. And you know what the incentive was? If any one of you go, since you're not going to go just for the sake of, to honor the, the, the name of God and the name of Israel and all that kind of stuff and just be a good soldier, he said, well, we got to up the ante a little bit. He said, I'll give you great riches. I'll give you my daughter, the princess's hand in marriage, and I'll exempt your entire family, all your relatives, from paying taxes ever again. That was a pretty sweet deal. And you know what? Nobody's budging. I'm not going out after nine foot nine with the big old, you know, spear. And no way. But nobody accepted the challenge. And then David shows up at day 40. Amen. And... He's only 17, just a young guy, just cheering on the troops. Amen. And then when he realizes, amen, that this was going on for a long time, and they even told him this is what was going to happen for anybody that would go out there. And he goes, you got to be kidding me. Aren't you just going to go out there because of the Lord? Aren't you just going to be going out there because you, you, you want to please God and be a good soldier? Amen. 
The Bible said in 1 Samuel 17, 24, And all the men of Israel, when they saw the man, fled from him and were dreadfully afraid. This is when David showed up now. Then the soldiers around David told about the incentives and all that stuff, and David could not believe it. He said, who is this Philistine that he should defy the armies of Israel, the armies of Jehovah? Amen. And his oldest brother, Eliab, David's oldest brother, became angry at him and said, who's watching the sheep? Did you sneak away to try to sneak up uh, and get, a, uh, get some information? From, you know? And he goes, no, my, no, dad sent me. Amen. But what are you doing here? And he accused him of all this stuff, wondering why he was there. And the Bible said in 1 Samuel 17, 29, David said, what have I now done? Is there not a cause? Amen. Isn't there a cause worth fighting for? Isn't there just for the cause's sake that someone needs to go out there and teach that guy a lesson, that bully a lesson, that Philistine that's never had anybody face him? Amen. And they've all walked, run away from him. Is there not a cause? Amen. David's words were told to the king. And Saul called for him. I don't know where Saul was at the time. He was at another part of the, the war front. David went to the king, and when he realized nobody was going to answer, amen, he went there, and he said, I'm going to fight the giant myself. 1 Samuel 17, 32. Then David said to the king, King Saul, let no man's heart fail because of that giant. Your servant will go and fight with the Philistine." Amen. Now, this is King Saul that's taller than me, probably. He probably could play in the NBA, Saul. Amen. And, and, and he, here is little David, 17 years old. And the Bible said he was a ruddy, handsome young. I don't really know what ruddy means, but it's a, it's a term for, you, you know, you're not really a big, you know, mean soldier kind of guy. Amen. And he's standing there saying, I'll do it. And Saul said, no, you, you, don't know, you don't know what you're talking about. You know, he, he said, you know, uh, you can't win against that giant. You're a teenager. And Goliath has been an experienced man of war since he was a teenager. And look at that guy. He's a monster. You can't go out after him. Amen. But let me tell you something, folks, this morning. Amen. When we're fighting for the cause of Christ... And for what's right, it doesn't matter how old you are or how strong you are or what the world thinks about you. When you got Jesus in your corner, when you got Jesus in your heart, amen, greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. You don't have to back down. You don't have to turn and run. Amen. We're not going by faith, fight by sight. We're going by faith. Well, hallelujah. Glory to God. There's a cause this morning. There's a cause greater than any giant that's coming against you and your family or your, your life or whatever it is. And we can do it. Amen. Yeah. You know, Saul said, no way. You're, you're just 17. He's going to you know, eat you up and spit you out and feed you the birds. You don't understand what's going to happen. Amen. But God is going to be with us. God's going to be our strength in battle. And God is going to help us fight and help us win against any giant that comes our way.
Oh, oh, oh yeah. Praise God. Amen. David had this to say about God helping him fight. Amen. He said it in Psalms and he said it in 2 Samuel. Amen. He said Psalm 144.1, Blessed be the Lord my strength, which teaches my hands to war and my fingers to fight. Spiritually speaking. We're talking spiritually speaking for us. 2 Samuel 22.30, For by thee I have run through a troop, and by my God I have leaped over a wall. Amen. So David was basically letting the king know, hey, there's a giant over there, king, saying you're nothing, and your army's nothing, and our nation's nothing, and our God's nothing. And he said, I can't take it anymore, so I'm going to give it a shot. You know, king, haven't you had enough of this guy for 40 days and 40 nights? Aren't you sick of it? Amen. Enough is enough. He just said, I will fight the giant. But you see, he let the king know that he had fought giants before and defeated them. Amen. And folks, a giant is a giant. Oh, they're all different shapes and sizes, but they're still a giant and nobody's bigger than God. Amen. When David, you know, I told you he takes care of the sheep. Well, you know, you, know, you know what likes to have lamb chops for dinner? Bears and lions. So he's watching the sheep, and he, and he had a lot of time on his hands. And in that time, all those years he was watching the sheep, he got good at uh, using a slingshot. Amen. It wasn't kind of this kind like that we're used to, that you pull back. It was a slingshot that had like a, a leather pad that you put a rock in, and there's two leather straps They go, and you put it like this, and you go like this with it. And then you let go of one of the straps at the right time. Now, you got to be good to use that one. But he he got good so he could hit a tree 100 yards away. He could knock a fly off over there off that bush. Man, he was getting pretty good. And And so he practiced. He used it in practice. But then when the time came and a giant started coming, hey, you know, I, I got to please my father. He, he put me in charge of these sheep. I can't let nobody get the sheep. Amen. I'm not going to let that bear get the sheep or that lion. And he killed the bear and he killed a lion during the time he watched those sheep. And he, he was telling the king this. He said, King and this Philistine, this big old love bully out there, he's no different than the lion or the bear. God, help me kill the lion. God, help me kill the bear. And God's going to help me kill this guy. And so I will fight the giant. Please, let me go. Amen. Praise God. You see, there's no way around it, folks. If you want peace of mind, if you want to move forward, if you want to go to the next level, if you want to prosper, amen, you have to face the giant and fight the giant that's standing in your way to you getting to where you need to be in God, amen. There's always going to be giants, but God is greater than any giant. Giants come in all shapes and sizes. Amen. And just because a new giant comes that maybe looks a little bit bigger, looks a little bit scarier, has a meaner growl or whatever. 
amen, seemingly more formidable than the ones that you faced before. It doesn't mean you cannot defeat it. As long as we have God helping us, there is no giant that we cannot defeat. Amen. There's no giant we cannot defeat. Praise God. So King Saul saw the determination in this young boy's eyes, and he said, okay, amen. He said, well, we got to try to make it as fair as possible, because, you know, Saul's just looking at it from the natural. Amen. But David's looking at it from the faith. Praise God. So, so, so he sees that, hey, David, you don't have any armor or nothing? Uh, what's going on? And uh, he said, here, take my armor and put it on. And so David's got this, you know, armor and, you know, the helmet goes down where he can't see. And then, you know, it's all heavy and he, you know, he's probably like falling down or whatever. And, and he, tells, he tells Saul, he said, you know what, I can't use this because I haven't practiced with it. I haven't proved it. That armor wasn't made for me. That was designed for you. Amen. And that's fine. But I got to use, amen, what God's given me. Amen. And you got to use what God's given you. Praise. God. He's given me different things than he gave you. So don't try to be somebody else. Be what God wants you to be and you will be able to fight and defeat the giant. Woo! Praise God. Praise God. Amen. And for David, he didn't even take a sword with him. He just had his slingshot and he had his little pouch on his, on his hip. Amen. And David left Saul on his way to meet Goliath. He picked up five smooth stones out of the brook and put them in his pouch. And he ran straight for that giant. His brothers are probably going, you know, our father, which art in heaven, hallowed be land. You know, it's like it's over for this guy. What are we going to tell? What are we going to tell dad? And we're going to bring him home in a body bag. It's not going to be good. It's going to be terrible. But, you know, we're going to give it to him. You know, he he sure, you know, he, he, he's sure brave. You know, we're, we're over here, big chickens, and he's, he's brave. Amen. So they see, everybody sees David just sprinting toward the giant in the middle of the valley. Praise God. Because sometimes you have a giant in the middle of your valley and you got to get rid of him with the help of God and he'll be with you. Amen. Hallelujah. Like just said last week, amen. Though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, thou art with me and you'll help me defeat my giants in the valley. So he's running toward the giant in the valley. He picks up five smooth stones. Now, there's been a lot of speculation about why David picked up five stones. Did he think he would need all five? Probably. Uh, because, you know, we know that ultimately he only needed one. So there were four left over. But that's probably just what it was. Amen. But I will tell you this. That when you read on in the Bible, you find out that Goliath, amen, had four sons who were also giants. Amen. And David and his men later on defeated all four of those guys. Because sometimes you can't just beat one. you got to beat them all. So maybe those extra four stones represented the other four giants. I don't know. Amen. But after 40 days of Goliath challenging the army of Israel and mocking them, here comes a 17-year-old teenager running straight at him. Goliath could not believe it. 
He was shocked, and I believe he was offended. How dare you send a pipsqueak out? Is this a joke? You know, what, what is this? Am I on candid camera or something? You know, what's going on here? Amen. Surely this is a joke. Where's your best guy? Give me your king. At least you'll have half a chance before I kill him. Amen. He probably thought he didn't know what to think. But he, you know, he said, he, he, he said to me, this can't be the best soldier they have. But it was. It was. He made fun of David when David was on his way. And David, amen, was running. And he was talking to David. He said, boy, I'm going to feed your body after I get done killing you to the birds of the air and the, and the, and the beasts of the field. Amen. And David did not skip a beat while he was running. In 1 Samuel 17, 45, then said David to the Philistine, that you come to me with a sword and with a spear and with a shield, but I come to thee in the name of the Lord of hosts, the guard of the armies of Israel, whom thou hast defied. And David said, furthermore, this day will the Lord deliver thee into my hand, and I will smite thee, and I will take your head from you, and I will give the carcasses of the host of the Philistines this day under the fowls of the air and the wild beasts of the earth, that all the earth may know that there is a God in Israel. may know that there's a God in Israel. That's what the bottom line is, folks. God wants to get the glory. Amen. And God wants somebody, even who, even the most unsuspecting person, step up and say, here I am. Use me. Here I am. Send me. So that, so that God can work through that person and God can show the glory to the whole world. Woo! Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. David pulled the one rock out and put it in his sling. And when he's running full speed, he's done talking. And now it's time to start uh, letting the Lord have his way. He lets that rock fly. And God makes sure it's the best one David's ever flung. And maybe God put a little extra oomph on it. Maybe an angel put a turbocharger on that rock. And that thing hit right in the center of Goliath's forehead. And the Bible said the rock sunk in. Now, you know this guy has a hard head, right? Amen. A big hard head, nine foot nine. Ho, ho, ho. Nobody can mess with me. And that rock hit and sunk in. He goes, oh, boom, boom, boom. And he fell down right on his face. And he wasn't dead. He wasn't dead. He was knocked unconscious. And folks, we can't stop fighting, amen, because sometimes the giant's playing dead. Sometimes the giant's not dead. And if you just walk away and have a party right then and say, woo, we won, amen, guess who's coming back with a little bandage over his head to cause you some more grief, amen, tomorrow, next week. You got to finish the job in the name of Jesus and get rid of that giant. Amen. So David, he, does, he only has a sling. He doesn't have a sword. 
So he remembers, oh, there's, there's Goliath's sword, which is probably heavier than David weighs. But he picked up Goliath's sword and he chopped the giant's head off with his own sword. And then he picked the head up and he showed it to the Philistines and to the Israelites. And the Philistines went, gulp, uh-oh. And the Israelites went, woo! Finally, they got all excited. Finally, they got some courage. And then he said, let's go! And then they went and they fought while the, while the Philistines were running because their best guy had been knocked out. Amen. So bigger and stronger and veteran warriors in Israel's army wouldn't even budge. They're shaking in their boots. And then we got a teenager that doesn't know nothing about war, but he's pretty good with a slingshot. Amen. Comes. Amen. With all the confidence in the world to come against. And you know what it's all about? What the difference was? Perspective and your walk with God. When you got right perspective and you're looking at things through God's eyes, that giant is nothing. It's just another obstacle to get through and God's going to get us through it. Amen. If you have faith and trust in God's ability, let's all stand. If you have faith and trust in God's ability to help fight and win against, he will help you fight and win against any giant. We can say what David said. Would you all say it with me? I will fight the giant. Let's say it again. I will fight the giant. Amen. People face real giants all, all day long. Not that physical ones, but giants of fear and depression and chronic sickness, hatred and bitterness and doubt and peer pressure and complacency and immorality and giving up and giving in and throwing in the towel. But it doesn't matter what kind of giant it is. A giant's a giant, and if David could do it, we can do it also. Amen. When we are blood-bought, blood-washed, spirit-filled believers in God, when we have a prayer and fasting life, when we stand on His Word and call on His name, we can face, we can fight, and we can get the victory over any giant that comes our way, no matter how huge it seems to be or how unbeatable it appears to be. I will fight the giant. I will fight the good fight of faith. I will lay hold on eternal life. I will rely on God's power and God's direction in battle. And I'm going to go along with what Apostle Paul said. Now thanks be unto God, which always causes us to triumph in Christ in every place. Amen. Amen. What an incredible message. Thank you again for joining us on the podcast, and may God bless you.